a lot of people think they need to be really smart for stock market. They need to have a mathematical mind and they need to have a very high IQ for stock market, which is not the case at all. All you need is an average IQ with a proper strategy, plan, and process and method. That's it. This is episode number two of Hustle with Harmeet, and you will be listening to my conversation with Harsh Koyla, CEO and a TEDx speaker. Welcome everyone to Hustle with Harmeet. My name is Harmeet Singh, and I'm your host for this show. Every week, I interview interesting personalities from across the globe. The insights and hacks shared by our guests. will help you achieve a winner's mindset as well as inspire you to live a life full of passion and purpose my special guest on the show today is harsh goela in addition to being ceo and trainer at goela school of finance he is also a two time tedx speaker josh talk speaker keynote speaker a trainer for bsc india nsc india Harsh has also managed portfolios of over 100 HNIs. He has financially educated more than 4000 people and he is also an active YouTuber. In today's episode, Harsh has shared his insights on how a typical day in the life of a stock market investor looks like. Can stock markets be a full-time career opportunity for fresh college graduates? three misconceptions around stock markets in our country why 99% people don't succeed in stock markets is covid-19 crisis the right time for people to start making investments into stock markets and a lot more but before we begin make sure to subscribe to this podcast and if there's anything from today's episode which really resonates with you then please do take out a screenshot of this episode post it on your instagram id and don't forget to mention me on @hustlewithharmeet so let's jump into our episode number 2 hi everyone i'm super pumped up to have harsh goela in the house harsh welcome to hustle with harmeet thank you so much harmeet thank you for inviting me here and i'm very excited myself for the podcast i'm very excited for it So Harsh before we start talking about Harsh Goela the investor the advisor the mentor I want to know what kind of person you were during your school days and especially when you were growing up as a teenager Okay uh, so I am born in Bhopal Delhi in a middle class household so I think uh, childhood was full of happy memories as a child I remember I was very introverted so talking to people was a major challenge for me and uh, yeah i had a child who was absolutely average in everything so there and there i started finding my what is my interest like what does my interest like and as i said this is history okay that's great uh, so you were an introvert person but yeah. the work which you're doing right now as an investor as a speaker i think that completely is an in the opposite direction to what you did during your school days harsh <laughs> yeah so so i was i'm i'm curious to know something from you harsh uh, while i was going through your earlier videos so there was something which really caught my attention you talked about a particular stage in your life uh, after your class 12 you were in some sort of difficult phase that time 
do you want to talk about that as to what that phase was about and how that shaped your life till today and was there any kind of pressure from society from family from friends do you want to talk about that yeah sure uh, so basically like i told you almit i was a very average child so there's always a constant pressure i think once you cross 8th or 9th grade there's a pressure that what do you want to do in life do you want to take science commerce that those are like the biggest questions in your life at those time right right and uh, then i was very fortunate that my father was in stock market so i my entire childhood i remember him watching cnbc and business you know all those things so that was something that had always caught my interest in stock markets i remember in 8th grade there was a summer holiday project i read robert kiyosaki's rich dad poor dad that's the time it was a rage in class 8th yeah in class 8 okay so my father obviously had to explain a lot to me and i read it so i wrote a simple thing on the stock markets that how can one buy stocks and sell stocks i even drew the graphs and some drew a hand holding money so yeah and that was completely rejected and my because obviously my teacher could not maybe was not in a position to comprehend it and she asked me what is this you should get something that is uh, in the curriculum itself so i always knew stock markets but uh, i never respected so you feel that it's a useless useless thing to know about now after when school was about to finish i got 79% now yes they're average they're not very good so getting a good college was not in the books altogether so i thought why not work on something that that i'm actually good at so i started looking into stock market and it always had my interest then i saw that stock markets ke liye koi course hi nahi college mein and kuch uh, course ki aise requirement thi bhi nahi so i thought okay why to waste my parents money usse better i'll do it by correspondence of dekhte hi baat mein kya hota my logic was that uh, we are the 1% population of this of this country right 1% as in we are very gifted that we are not in a position that if we don't earn for the next 5 6 years we will have to become the bread earners of the family that is not the case with us we are the lucky 1% so i thought this is a god gift so why not use it and do what i want to do i'm not forced to work at the age of 13 or 14 so i started doing that then i started making career stock markets and of course stock markets has all those assumptions around it that it's a gamble hai jua hai and rightfully so i'm not saying it's completely wrong so yeah there, there were a lot of hustle around it there was no society had no appreciation about it and i think the worst part was that when your parents start getting hit because of you know the fact that your mom getting embarrassed in parties why because your son is not going to college whereas other people children are going to maybe usa so yes that was difficult but uh, i have realized one thing that how time changes so that time i was a role model what not to be like now i have become a role <laughs> model how to be like so <laughs> this is how fast opinion changes of people yeah so how you coped up during those times i'm sure they were tough times it was not easy especially in our society a lot of questions come up even relatives friends everyone what were your thought process and how you managed to come out of that phase so um, in my school life i was not a very popular child right so i was bullied a lot and everything so i had never had high expectations and uh, i never had expectation that people should expect out of me or something like this or anything like that so for me it was completely i could not hit any lower anything that could happen was only for the better the only thing that bothered me was my parents but uh, i think what took me through is that being very honest with them so i used to just open my heart out to my dad and my mom keep this the situation i feel very bad that this happened to you you have to face all this 
and uh, yeah when they and again they reignite that faith in you that kuch nahi hoga dekh lenge kya hoga aur bol denge log to uske baad you just stop fearing anything then i went completely into stock markets completely then i was at the age of 18 19 i was sitting with people of 30 35 for stock markets for sessions and all that so that i think was the changing point that uh, i was very honest and open to my parents so i very honestly told him this is the issue and i'm feeling depressed and this and that and after some talks when that faith gets reignited in you then i think there is nothing that can stop anyone so has since you talked about that people around us a lot of lot of youngsters also have this a particular image of stock markets in their mind especially the movies like the wolf of wall street we have a particular image of how a stock market investor works typical alpha male aggressive brash so is that the reality and you know how exactly a day in the life of a typical stock market investor looks like now uh, i mean why this is interesting because i had the exact same image when i was entering stock markets so i thought once i'm a stock market investor i'll be uh, rolling around in money and i'll be going in big cars and fancy suits that how everyone pictures it because bollywood or hollywood have portrayed it like that but as i kept on studying you no know, i saw that the biggest investors the biggest people are the people who live the most simple lives most simple lives whatsoever so i would say a day in the life of an investor is not hustle it is not panic it is just being patient and observing so like a day in the life of an investor would be any day in the life of a ceo of a big firm because he just needs to get up he needs to make sure and look around for opportunities an investor is not doing menial job in a factory or clerical job in a office he is not bothered with that he should just as a ceo look for new opportunities that are budding so only thing is to read articles and analyze and go through economic structures and just read all those as much as you can get right so since you you yourself are running an academy of stock market investments right mm-hmm. the goila school of finance search so you being at the helm of all the things you being the ceo you're running your own business as well so how do you push yourself how you pump yourself every single day to get out out of the bed so what is it that drives hersh what is it that hersh is passionate about and why hersh is doing whatever is doing on a daily basis now what happened uh, goila school of finance was not a immediate thought or a plan of action after 3 4 years of hustle in stock markets i had a major beatings major losses i went to everyone everyone had a lot of mantras but nobody had a true solution karte karte we started figuring figuring out things and uh, things then started working for us then a proper system was set then what we realized that stock market is not that actually that difficult that it's made to be it's easy people can do it and this should be in the education system which is not so i i thought to myself that why not let's try telling other people because my friends kept coming to me for learning stock markets and i thought ki ab sab aaye rahe to acha hi padhata hu so why not try and spread the message my only objective was that i dream about a financially free world let's just imagine a world where people are not killing each other after money a person is doing a 9 to 5 job because he wants to do it keeping that in mind we made goela school of finance the sole mission is to arm people with financial skills so that they can manage their financial earlier i used to thought think that uh, i will make people financially free but i realized that's not possible you can only arm them with skill you can only help someone who wants to be so this is how the story behind goela school of finance actually started that's fantastic to hear that harsh do you make a list of all the goals you have in your life how you approach towards your goals in life 
I mean, my only thing and my only effort every day when I get up in the morning, you know, is just to make sure that I help one person, right? So in YouTube as well, now thousand, two thousand views are not that much. But when you think of it as a perspective that even hundred people want to listen to you, and maybe you can give improve their life in a certain way. So that the thought of that really ignites that fire in me. That no, yar, aaj to kuch karna hai. We have to develop something new. We have to make something better. And yeah, that is my driving force. That dream, because my logic is that if one, there's always one rich person in every family who inspires everyone. So then, oh, Mama Ji, look, oh, where is where is rich? Oh, guy, ye, oh, guy. So he's always there's always one person that. So if I can maybe help such ten kind of people who can inspire their family of thirty, who further can inspire other people to invest in stock markets and be financially aware, then that world can actually be possible. So my only logic is to help one person at a time. That's it, because you can only help someone who wants to be helped. So that's my only motive. Uh, so Hush, since on lot of occasions you have been driven by this big dream of having a financially independent country. But if I take a look at the top ten stock market investors in India, one thing which I found missing was that I didn't find the name of a single woman in that list. So since you talked about that for women to find their equal status in society, they must be financially independent. There's a big gap which you have to bridge. So what's your perspective on this, Hush? Okay, Harmeet, you know how I realized this because. earlier in very initial days i used to go to colleges and i used to uh, tell the admin department that i'm going to do a session on stock market for free and i'm not marketing anything just for free and i remember i won't name that college i went to in north campus i went to a girls college i went to the admin department i told them that this is the case and we want to spread literacy about uh, financial stock markets why should girls save and everything you know what did the admin department tell me he said sir ये गर्ल्स कॉलेज है तो रोटियां बनानी आप कहाँ इकोनॉमिक्स कहाँ एंड दिस वॉज एक्चुअली हिज रिप्लाई एंड आई वॉज स्टंट दैट यू आर सिटिंग इन डेली यूनिवर्सिटी वन ऑफ द बेस्ट यूनिवर्सिटीज इन आर कंट्री इन नॉर्थ कैंपस एंड यू आर सेइंग दिस सो येस दिस हैपेंस एंड लेटर ऑन सो रिलाइज टू कम दैट वेमेन डोंट इवन कंसिडर स्टॉक मार्केट एज अ ऑप्शन बिकॉज वी आर ट्रेन इन सच अ वे आर माइंड इज सेट फ्रॉम सच एन चाइल्ड the lot of women डोंट इवन कंसिडर स्टॉक मार्केट एज अ ऑप्शन नाउ इट्स ऑब्वियसली बट टाइम इट्स now the logic is that whenever you see discrimination against women right whenever you see men overpowering women which is most of the situations you'll always see that the situation is because a woman is never financially independent right so how I, and this is happening in our our households also now what happened with me what i realized is that when my mom comes to me and tells me about a career, my career or gives me career advice main bolunga theek hai na mom chodo yaar when my father comes to me i listen to him now the only thing that because from a childhood it's set in our brains and it's set in our mindset that the women are not people who invest women are not financially oriented so that is a major gap when you see any women who is actually financially strong who is financially independent you cannot mess with her you cannot mess with her that is why a lot of women in our country are doing very well why because you always see that one commonality between all the strong women in our society is that all of them are financially independent in all different careers they, they may be actors they may be artists whatever so that key is very important and stock markets is one of the best way for them why because the entry barrier there is no entry barrier sir right it is accessible to everyone it gives equal opportunity to everyone so that is why it is truly truly essential for women to get stock markets Okay, so Hush, since you talked about the perspective of society when it comes to stock markets, so you think that the perspective of today's generation when it comes to stock market has it has it changed 
when compared to the earlier generation i would say drastically changed but yes there is a very considerable amount of change that is happening a lot of people are getting aware and aware day by day with the millennials you see stock market something they have very keen interest in. and uh, obviously uh, their parents are not very keen about it because again we come from that mind strata that we feel stock market is not the adoption so yes there is a considerable change but do you think a lot of 20 years old once they are fresh out of college how how many 20 year old students you have seen taking up stock markets as a full time career because i i i just want to have your take on that can stock markets be the full fledged career for someone who's just freshly graduating i've seen several 20 year olds taking stock market as a full time career even more than that i've seen thousands of maybe 20 year olds getting wiped out because stock markets and this is the truth why does this happen specifically is because uh, like harmit we were discussing you know, that we have an image of a stock market investor that right. is rolling around in money and this and that and big cars and swanky restaurants unfortunately a lot of people a lot of students come with this image in the stock markets and in stock markets no there is always a beginner's luck now there is a logic behind it what is the logic that if suppose you lose a 10 rupee note right how would you feel I want to feel good. Right, and after an hour or so, you'll forget about it. Absolutely. But what if you lost a two thousand rupee note? Then the reaction would be completely different, right? We'll go back. I mean, where did I come from? I was trying to find the entire thing. Now, in both situations, we've lost money, but the amount of money completely changes your reaction. Same thing happens for twenty euro. Now, in that stock market, gamble really come on the same page. Why? Because when you gamble, also without any strategy, without knowing anything, once you put in ten, fifteen rupees. You are in a logical state, right? So it won't hit you. Now there's always a beginner's luck. You'll always do well because you're operating from a logical point of view. As and when, then you increase the amount, increase the amount. You're thinking that up to me, boy, I got. Now let's increase, get to the big bucks. Now when that happens, that ten rupee loss becomes a two thousand rupee loss, and that is when you think with greed, you think with fear, and that is when the situation really gets real. So Harmi, just to answer your question. Can a twenty-year-old take it as a viable career for the first five years if he has a stable source of income? Only then, right? Because if one, if a student does not have a maybe a job or with a stable source of income, he will try and get everything out of the stock markets, which becomes a very risky situation, very very risky situation, and more so because nowadays you find a lot of uh, in social media there are both pros and cons. You find a lot of people completely misguiding and misleading students that this will happen, this will happen in two years. I mean, in one month, you'll earn thirty lakhs and sixty lakhs, and these kind of figures are thrown. So that becomes a very risky situation. So what I recommend everyone that for first five years, you should have a stable source of income, after which you can switch from two stock markets whenever you feel comfortable. But then, Hans, why do you think that if there's a risk involved, and it's our duty to educate and guide our youngsters who are just freshly starting it out, and if they can also go ahead and make a career out of it, if if this entire ecosystem is so important, why is it that stock markets are still not being taught as a proper curriculum in schools? You feel there is a scope to add stock markets in school or even college curriculums? There's a massive scope. There's a such a lack of financial literacy. I'll give you a small example, Harpreet. now if you take any indian family generally all parents have a uh, medical insurance right all of them have health insurances but you ask any millennial do you know what are the boundaries of your parents health insurance do you know what what is the insurer's name so if someone's parent 
is rushed into a hospital. The child does not even know, a millennial, a 22-25 year old, that who is the insurer of that. I'm not even talking about the insurance policy. So this is just a very small, very small aspect of it that how much we lack financial literacy. And this is not about the education system because I feel the education system is just the reflection of your society. Now in Indian families also, money is a very taboo talk. You don't talk about money. People don't know how much their father earns, what are the household expenses. Nothing is being taught. So that is a very major point of concern. So yes, that is changing slowly and steadily. And with that, I am hoping that education system should also change. But as of now, there's a big, big gap. So you staunchly favor a curriculum for stock markets for college grads? Very strongly, very strongly. I, I would say it's not even the college grads' mistake because I remember uh, we I went to I went to the school. Now uh, this is one of the very renowned schools. I went there because some there was a curriculum that students had to be taught something about stock markets. Now the economics HOD herself was not confident about the subject and she was not clear. And you see professors teaching in a college about stock markets. They themselves don't invest and they are convinced for the fact that no one can earn stock markets. So if someone is learning from these minds, because they are not trained stock market minds, so obviously then the outcome is going to be the same thing. So yes, it is changing slowly and steadily. But uh, yes, there's still a lot of scope of improvement so that we should have financial education in our country, definitely. Right. So, Hush, taking this discussion ahead with you, I want your take, or maybe you feel, Harmeet, these are top three misconceptions that I believe are presently in in our society when it comes to stock markets. Three misconceptions around stock markets in our country, which you have seen. Okay. First, that uh, stock market is complete gamble. That is not the situation because if I'm not a chef and if I'm using a very sharp knife, then my hand will get bruised or it will get cut. It's not the fault of the knife or of the manufacturer of that knife. It's the fault of the user. So yes, first, stock market is a gamble. Second, a lot of people think they need to be really smart for stock markets. They need to have a mathematical mind and they need to have a very high IQ for stock markets, which is not the case at all. All you need is common sense. All you need is an average IQ with a proper strategy, plan and process and method. That's it. Third and the final one, a lot of people think that only rich people earn in stock markets. If you have money, only then you can earn money. That is also one of the biggest misconceptions because you will see some of the richest people telling you not to invest in stock markets in your family. They will guide you never to invest in stock markets. You will hear stories in your families, horror stories about stock markets. So if that was the case, they would have definitely earned. So yes. Thank you. And those are interesting insights into that, Harsh. There's something I want to share with you, Harsh. And this is particularly in context to a lot of articles which you have written and published on social media. And you talked about that 99% investors don't succeed. They fail in stock markets. This is a fact which I've shared on multiple occasions. And at the same time, you talk about people, students, new graduates should get into stock market investing. So why do you want people to get into this world of stock markets when the chances of succeeding are less than 1%? That is a very interesting question, Harmeet. I can see you've done really good research for finding your questions. So <laughs> I'm really having fun. Okay. So, Harmeet, if you think about it, I would say which industry has a success ratio of more than 1%? If you see all industries, if you want to be really at top of that mountain, it's only the 1%. Second, I feel 
stock market is still easier than other much easier than other things but still it's only 1% the success ratio because there is no entry barrier there anyone can open a demat account and they can start investing and trading now if one needs to be a doctor can anyone just start being uh, operating on someone there's a barrier if anyone wants to be a lawyer can anyone just start in the start arguing case in the court of law no there's a barrier you have to study you have to train yourself so i can guarantee this for a fact if all investors and traders before opening a demat account if they are supposed to go through a training of 3 years of rigorous training of broad practical and theoretical knowledge this success ratio will be up to 50% so these are the two problems first success ratio is always 1% generally and in stock markets it does not have a entry barrier that is a major major concern so that is why a lot of times when someone is not very happy with their job or with their status or anything people see stock markets as a escape route so they just get into it thinking that it's a escape route it's a different life and it is not because like any other field it takes your hard work it takes your attention it takes your blood it takes your sweat like any other field so that is one issue that the end, there is no entry barrier now second why i feel I and mean, i always encourage everyone to be in stock market because the only difference between a rich and a middle class person is stock markets middle class people you will always see that in middle class families all the money is always put into banks without any question there's no discussion on it either it's very obvious statement while for the rich it is not money is always in stock markets wherein he is gaining the maximum he is beating the inflation and he is paying the least amount of tax at least that is why you see in our economy there are three kinds of people lig low income group mig middle class income group middle income group and then the hni clients the lig segment people they don't pay tax because they are not in the tax bracket the hni people they do not pay tax they pay to very minimum level because in stock market the long term tax is 10 90% of the tax paid in our country is through middle class people. and a major majority of our country is middle class so to become rich to climb that ladder stock market is an essential tool. but saying this you need to be trained for it right but harsh on a lot of occasions we have also seen and heard people talking about that we want to get rich get into the real estate this takes me to my next question is there any any similarities or differences you've seen when it comes to real estate investment versus stock market investments is the mindset the same now this is a very interesting study and actually this was done if you see a lot in our families all of us have owned by real estate right our family members would tell us that our grandfather or i bought this house as house at that time at just that rate now look at that state right and you'll see most and because in a growing interest economy like india majority of the families in our country have gained massively over owning real estate any kind of real estate now if you see the growth rate and if you compare stock markets that is equity and real estate equity has gone up by 17% cagr whereas real estate has only gone up by 12% now these are the facts now if equity has gone up by 17% still no one has earned in stock markets we will never hear in a family that if someone has earned in stock market but hearing that i have owned in real estate is a very common thing the reason for this is very simple is because once you buy a real estate property you know you cannot sell it because if in if you want to sell it the conversion cost of selling or buying a real estate is around 10% right the registry cost the brokerage cost everything so you won't sell it you buy it and you just hold it and you are forced to hold it but in equities that is not the case as soon as the market goes up by 2 rupees or comes down by 4 points or 5 points or whatever 
people buy and sell buy and sell they try to time it which is the dangerous aspect of it so they end up paying more profits they end up paying more tax and they end up coming by a loss but in real estate they are safe why because they don't sell it that's the difference right so hush this takes me to my next question and i want to continue to what you said that everyone should get into the stock markets people should understand the basics and then get into investing into stock markets keeping in mind the current scenario the turbulence in the market it's a covid-19 problem which is going on so you feel that this is the right time for a person to get into the stock markets or should they wait for another 6 months to 12 months for things to become better you know um, i mean this is such a common thing i get this question a lot and a lot of people actually look into stock markets because of this reason and my answer to them is no you won't get into stock markets why i'll tell you my reason yes are the markets are that good valuations are they being offered at attractive prices definitely but we cannot say if the markets can't hit any lower because this is not a economical thing it's a existential thing so this is something that we've never faced before and one thing common among all the economists is that all of them tend to get proved wrong every time because if on cnbc if every person was right the anchor was right then people would have been millionaires all over but that is not the case clearly right so yes if you want to invest you should but you should have a proper strategy if one is planning to invest just because he thinks that the markets are down and he can make a quick buck that won't happen because the entire media the everything is structured in such a way that it is not possible for someone who is untrained to come out with a profit the markets will not allow you to exit that table without giving all in your money so that is always a situation so for me if anyone wants to look at this opportunity as an investing opportunity if he wants to invest for the longer run then the sooner you do it the better it is when i say longer run i mean at least 3 to 4 years at least and if some person is only willing to speculate more than speculation he should actually consider how are people reactions changing every day you see when the markets go down all the economists on every new media house channel will say that the markets are bad because this and this and this and this and as soon as the market even goes up by 1 or 2% their entire tone of language will change so noticing that and this is the speculative part of markets and that is why an untrained mind note because of such noises around it tampers into your emotions it tampers into your mentality it tampers into your mindset and you are forced to walk in such a way that the end game is only the end money wise so that is my take on this and rightly said by you hush even i also heard this sometime back there is no good or bad memory there is no good or bad mind there is always a trained mindset and an untrained mindset, mindset. Yes, so hush i want to ask this question to hush the public speaker the other aspect of your life you've been into a stock market for a long time at the same time you also have a very active social media presence hush you've been a two times tedx speaker So any tips for someone who is starting out as a public speaker any tips for speaking in public okay my tip number 1 would be that speaking is not a talent it's you can easily earn it by working hard on it so it's not something you're born with speaking is something that you can easily be learned and uh, i'll give three tips first it can be learned second if you are vulnerable inside it shows outside best thing is that to be brutally honest so i have a policy that whenever i'm scared on stage now i share a very deep secret of mine all the time so that yes if people want to judge me go for it if people want to make fun of me go for it that is the point when i hit the rock bottom 
then I have nothing to lose. Then I'm the only way to go is up. So if you lose out the vulnerabilities, it all goes. And third, eye contact is very important. So if you just try to have a normal conversation with someone, maintaining that eye contact. So simply, it can be learned. It is not a talent. You always have to maintain eye contact. That way, and just be extremely honest. Don't be afraid that someone will laugh. If someone is laughing, it's actually better for you itself in the long run. Wow, those are very interesting uh, tips which you have shared, Harsh. I'm sure for the listeners, this will really come in handy once they go out and speak from the stage. So, Harsh, this takes us to our last segment, the one minute round. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and you'll have a minute to answer each of them. Okay. My first question to you is: two books which you highly recommend everyone should read. Okay. Uh, first is Principles of Ray Dalio. Why? Because he talks about a sets of principles. Now everyone goes by principles, and he talks about how his principles are formed. And why should you follow his principles? And why should break break your make your own principles? Second, I would say is the most important thing by Howard Marks. Now, what Howard Marks says again, he's a great investor. He says that every time you want to do something big, a very important things comes up. So you want to start suppose you start your own business or you want to start investing journey. A very important thing maybe in your family or job will come up that cannot be procrastinated and that has to be done. And that is why your main job keeps on getting procrastinated. So he talks about that and how that affects someone in the world of investment. So these two books, Principles of Redalio, and the most important things by Howard Marks. Fabulous. So my second question to you, Harsh, is this: two lessons you have learned from the world known, world reputed, and the world famous Warren Buffett. I would say two things. First is I am inspired by the fact that how down to earth he is. Right, he is not spending anything and. He's not, but that is, he's one person who changed my definition of an investor. I always used to think that investors are, again, going to the swankiest of bars and swankiest of restaurants, but that is not the case. And second thing, what he said that really changed with me that he said that I will count success by the people who remember me. So that is something truly nice because if you think about it, Dhirubhai Mani, why is he a legend? Because whenever we think about him, he brings a smile to our face. So I would want the same thing for myself that when I pass away, then if even one person remembers me outside of my family, I think that would count as success. Incredible, Harsh. So if not in stock markets, had Harsh not been a stock market investor, then what? What other career option you would have opted? I would have definitely gone into sports management or something like that. I love football. So anything, I am not a football player clearly. But anything around football, maybe managing a team, uh, maybe doing anything for a football team, I would have definitely gone for that. Definitely. Fantastic. So, what does success mean to you, Harsh? I would say success is a very deep word, very subjective to every person. For me, it is just to meet your vision. That's it. I would say the biggest success is that one has a vision because a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have a vision because. Our world is structured in such a way that one does not have the time to introspect and think what he actually wants in life. And money is not the answer. If money is your end game, then that vision is wrong. Like uh, Steve Jobs had a vision of Six Sigma that it uh, things should be made to perfection. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg had a vision that uh, everyone should be connected to everyone. If their mon- end game was money, they would have stopped long time ago because they were beginners at the at the early twenties itself. So I would say. Success would be if I actually see a financially free world. That would how that's how I would define my success for myself. Because if you get your vision right, that's it. Amazing. So that takes us to our last question here, Harsh. 
before we wrap up the show let's imagine there's this younger version of harsh a 20 year old harsh he comes and stands in front of you today and he looks into your eyes and he simply asks you one question what advice do you want to give to me to live a good life i would tell him that uh, go and tell all your secrets to everyone so that you lose out on all your vulnerabilities and if those are gone nothing can harm you this world so i would advise him that that's powerful harsh that's powerful thank you so much harsh for joining us today on this episode of hustle with harmeet it was a sheer pleasure having you here listening from you and grasping all those incredible insights you have shared with us thank you so much harmeet for calling in honestly i had a great time i didn't even realize how fast the time went because the questions you had brought up and the study you had done were very interesting but i feel that even i had to introspect in some questions and thinking and Yeah, I think it was a wonderful experience, and I congratulate you on starting this because I think it's a great initiative. It's going to help a lot of people, and I'm look, looking forward to hearing your to your podcast as a fan and all your podcasts. So it's going to be fun. Thank you, Harsh. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our episode number two. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, then please do leave a five star review on the Apple Podcast. Also you may connect with Harsh on his Instagram ID at the rate harshkoela. If there's any feedback from this episode, please drop me an email on harmeetspeaks@gmail.com. You may also connect with me on my Instagram ID at the rate hustle with harmeet. I will catch up with you all next week and yes, remember, don't give up on your dreams. Keep working hard, keep moving ahead and keep hustling. because one day your success will make all the noise this is your host harmeet singh signing off goodbye